Hey, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kids 5 San Antonio. Hope you're having a good uh, hub day. Uh, almost there. <laughs> Weekend is in sight. Hang on in there. Your Spurs will be back in action after playing against the Rockets last night. So we're going to be previewing tonight's Spurs and Memphis game. Uh, you know, keys to the game, you know, the state of the Spurs as the game uh, tips off later tonight. Uh, but first, we'll be talking about the um, behind-the-scenes news. Um, the Spurs have a new investor, some dude, some very mega-rich guy from Airbnb. What does that mean for the Spurs moving forward? To help me do that and so much more is Casey Vieira. He is with The Baller Brief over on YouTube. Just uh, get on YouTube, search The Baller Brief, and voila, you'll find it. Follow him on Twitter as well, at Casey underscore Vieira. Casey, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. How's The Baller Brief going, by the way? It's good. It's good. All is well, man. I can't I can't complain with it. Obviously, I mean, we're still, still in the infancy. Just celebrated three months. Excuse me, Man, just celebrated three months on the eleventh. So yeah. Yeah. Went by fast. I mean we've we've already cracked the hundred thousand view mark. We did that a few mm-hmm. weeks back. So we're feeling pretty good about things, man. I'm not gonna lie. We're feeling nice. pretty good. Congratulations on that. Maybe you'll get an investor like the Spurs recently got. Some guy to pump I mean, in millions or somebody to pump in millions. I mean, if Airbnb wants to do business at this very moment with a relatively, un, not relatively, a very unproven product, by all means, let me know. Hey, these these guys take they know risk where to with find their me. money. They know where to find these, me. these guys take risk with money. What's that phrase? Uh, scared money doesn't make money. So don't be scared, oh, yeah. Airbnb. Uh, get a uh-huh. hold of Casey Vieira right now. Casey, I'm pretty sure you would not mind if they knock on your door. I think you'd be all ears. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. And maybe I could be a managing partner of the Spurs because it seems like everybody else wants to do that these days, right? Yeah, exactly. Why don't we just dive into it there? Yeah, a few few weeks ago, the uh, Spurs announced that uh, uh, a co-owner or co-founder of Airbnb is joining the Spurs as a minority investor. This makes two big waves in that department for the franchise. Everybody knows about Michael Dell buying into the Spurs as well. Obviously, a lot of Spurs fans see that and they freak out. Oh, my God, this team is moving to Vegas. They're leaving. Um, we'll discuss that as and so much more. But your thoughts when you saw the news that another, you know, corporate global company is coming into San Antonio and helping out the Spurs. Yeah, uh, obviously, the immediate assumption and and probably the lazy assumption on my end is like, oh, here's another smoke to go with the fire of the Vegas stuff that's looming off in the background without, you know, out any doing, without any doing real, any real studying into the idea or the subject matter. Like I said, that's the easy rationale to jump to, but it's, it shows that I think in my mind, a few things, primarily the fact that people continue to want to be interested in growing, presumably in the central Texas, Austin, San Antonio area. And anytime there's a profitable venture that is there, is accessible, and there's the chance to do that in that realm, they're probably going to take advantage of it because like a lot of things in this area right now, whether it be that or real estate, a lot of places seem to be open for business. And when it comes to that, 
a lot of, I guess, notable companies, notable financial names out there in the working world, they're going to try to capitalize on that. I mean, the Frost building up for sale right now, you know, that's not going to have its, or that's going to have its fair share of suitors coming up in the coming months. So I think it was just kind of another, my overriding sentiment after thinking about it a little bit more and kind of separating from the Vegas stuff. I, I just kind of looked at it as another business sort of transaction type of thing, at, at least in the immediacy for me. Yeah, I, I just see it as um, a few things. One, you know, that pandemic really put a dent in the Spurs profits, maybe. You know, they needed some sort of influx of, of money. You know, I think all NBA teams are hurting this right. San Antonio financially. Uh, another thing, too, is that how global the Spurs investors are becoming now. You remember when it was back in the day, Red McCones, local automobile dealer guy. Yeah. Then there was, uh, I think his name was General McDermott, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Local, you know, former military guy comes in, helps save the Spurs. Then you got Holt, you know, the first type of perhaps bigger company to own the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Although now, although his, the Holt family is still the majority owners, but gone are kind of like the local investors. This, this Spurs team is looking more outward, more bigger fishes to uh, come in and invest. And look, and if you're an investor, now's the time to, to buy with these NBA or to buy in with these NBA teams, you know, uh, still reeling from the pandemic and looking to bring in uh, more revenue, you know, attendance has been down. If you're San Antonio, the Spurs are third, third, uh, last, the third to the bottom in NBA attendance this year. Toronto has a better attendance than the Spurs, Casey, the Raptors. And they haven't, in had, they haven't had fans in the building for the past And they month. haven't had, yeah, exactly. So they, go figure. But, you know, you look at this team and, yeah, I get it. You know, they need... Uh, an influx of cash. They definitely got that with Dell, now Airbnb. And you're, this is not the first corporate move we're seeing. Recently, the Spurs announced a partnership with um, uh, Aerobus, a Mexican um, you know, airline company. Uh, so there's another partnership. This team is definitely looking outside of San Antonio, maybe Austin Corridor, dare I say even Mexico. I mean, this is an international game, Casey. I think the Mexico part... Uh... Honestly, I felt like that was a little bit surprising that it took this long, right? Right. Right. I, I feel like yeah. that's something, given the demographic that that does live in San Antonio, Central Texas. I mean, that's something I hadn't even really thought about until it happened. But I was afterwards, I'm saying to myself, how do we go this long without something like this in that realm happening? But I, I think that is, that's probably the cautionary way to look at it in terms of the team, the organization needing money right now. But again, and you you mentioned it as well, that's basically all of basketball. That's all of professional sports right now because Mm -hmm. of this pandemic and and because of the inability to put people in the seats and everything along those lines and the trickle down of COVID, they're going to have to explore different ways to get that financial backing in there. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think this is as much a Spurs thing as it is a basketball thing. I don't have the numbers in front of me as to who's Mm -hmm. what, you know, what ownership groups are getting invested in here, here and here, but just kind of putting the basic pieces together, it seems, you know, that would kind of be a a reasonable assumption, at least for for me. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. 
Yeah, and let's not forget, too, uh, the Spurs, unless they stopped this, you know, but not to my knowledge, they haven't ceased this. Didn't they have air, um, though they have helicopter rides from Austin to San Antonio? Uh, for, they? For all, yeah, they do. If you just Google uh, helicopter rides, Austin, San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs games, they shuttle in people from the Austin area. I and, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Uh, you, you know, I, I think they need to look at a bigger market. I mean, look look at the um, look at where the Spurs arena sits right now. <laughs> not ideal in the NBA world. That's not an right. ideal spot. And you look at Brooklyn; right. they're smack dab in Brooklyn. You step one foot outside that arena, it's malls, it's dining, it's bakeries, mm-hmm. it's bars. Madison Square Garden, maybe say more. You know, uh, you, you know, I've been in Houston. You know, their arena, the Toyota Center, again, a smack right dab in uh, the middle of downtown Houston. Right. If for anybody who's never been to the AT&T Center, it's like practically in the middle of nowhere, isn't it, Casey? I mean, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, the attendance is low this year, and uh, it doesn't take a genius. Just watch any Spurs home game on TV, and you can see it. Um, but... You know, every little thing helps. Now we got to, you know, the the elephant in the room right now is, you know, the whole Vegas thing. Uh, you know, here we have another international business, you know, Airbnb, just like Dell. You, you know, these these guys, maybe Dell, maybe Michael Dell with the Austin connection, but you know, they are minority owners, but they are business people. At the end of the day, Casey, they're gonna want to see your return. Do you think this oh, could stoke the fires of possibly a move of this franchise, or they're so embedded in this city that that that's beyond the reality? First fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Price Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If not, no. Well, now is the perfect time. For limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all our users. Users get $50 free if a player in your first Price Pick entry scores a single point, but you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans only who use code NBA. Look, Price Pick has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. It offers NBA props more than any other DFS operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of. Points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projections and you win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Look, Price Picks even allows mixed sports entries. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Go to PricePicks.com today or go to your App Store and download the app. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first Price Pick entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA get $50 free if your first Price Pick entry scores a single point. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I don't think anything is impossible. I don't. Because however many years, what's it been, about 15 years ago since the Sonics left? 20 mm-hmm. years ago? However yeah. long it's been now? You would have never thought at the time during the 1990s when they had Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, yeah. or even however many years after when they had Ray Allen, that mm-hmm. it would be Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like, what, what? you wouldn't have never thought that. No. So, 
I don't think you can rule anything out in any capacity, this league and just big business as a whole. But as it pertains to the immediacy, I think it's probably too early to jump to that conclusion. In my mind, at least, I, I think from a profitable venture standpoint, it'd be too early to move the organization out of the area. Because think mm-hmm. of it, think of it, think of it this way. Vegas is not going anywhere. Vegas is going to, barring something unforeseen, the Vegas market, the Vegas money, that is going to be kind of a given, right? Right. So why are you going to take something out of here without giving it another chance or a full investment, like a a five to seven year window of a San Antonio area that's growing, an Austin area that's outgrown itself for basically 10 years now, Everyone is moving to Texas post COVID mm-hmm. from Cali. Yeah, California so why, people are just going into Texas right now, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's, right. You know. Yeah, they want right, exactly. And there's an influx of people here. So I think as of right now, in the next few years, I know a lot of Spurs fans are gonna say, Oh, they just built a five hundred million dollar practice facility up near the rim, blah blah blah. So what? You know, I mean five hundred million dollars to Michael Dell, he, he keeps he keeps that in his back pocket every day. Right. I I don't think it's I, I don't think we can jump to any kind of stark conclusion. Yes, there's smoke, there's fire. Is there a little bit of a red flag, or is at least get your ears up a little bit? Yeah, but I think I think that's in kind of kind of inevitable. But mm-hmm. just for me, someone with no, you know, nine figure money, not sense to work with, just kind of <laughs> go, just kind of going, you know, basic average thought process in my mind here is my thing is it's like why would you jump ship right now when that vegas opportunity is going to be a given five years from now unless they want to beat somebody else unless their thought process is they want to beat somebody else to the punch somebody goes in and and buys the pelicans off the bensons and they take the team to vegas if there becomes like a real bidding war to move out there okay that i think you know when when you talk about it is how much of an urgency is there to get to the Vegas market, if there's a competitor that's coming in looking to do the same thing, whether it be their own team expanding or taking the Pelicans or the Kings or whoever out of there, then I think that's one thing probably a more the, mo- the most notable red flag that you'll see in this process is is how aggressive will ownership want to be at that point to get in there? Mm-hmm. Do they value that that much of getting out of Austin, San Antonio to get over there right now to not even say that these next few years in Austin and San Antonio are worth it? I don't know. I mean, right. I don't have those figures. I'm not knowledgeable enough of those figures. Again, I'm just kind of spitballing and throwing things out of wall here. But in the meantime, uh, no, I'm not worried uh, about the big. Yeah, a, co- a couple of things, you know, on where the Spurs are going as a franchise. Now, obviously, they're looking for to expand the market. That's that, that's a given. We mentioned how you know there's the Austin link, you know, you know them busing, helicoptering fans. There's you know Michael Dell. There's you know um, you know the recent uh, move with Airbnb. But I want to circle back to that training facility you mentioned. It doesn't belong mm-hmm. to the Spurs. It doesn't right. belong to them. It, it it's partially with the university uh, UTSA. It's, you know, the Spurs are pitching in, they're going to use it, but it's more, it's seen as more of a public community thing. So they don't, that necessarily isn't a stake in the ground where, you know, y'all can't leave because y'all have this facility here in San Antonio. 
Yeah, they can right. bolt if they want to. Yeah, it, it doesn't really technically belong to them 100%. Second thing is the Spurs this year for the first time are broadcasting select games into Monterey, Mexico. So hmm. um, that's uh, radio broadcasting, that is. So hmm. um, Spurs uh, radio games, the Spanish play-by-play are, are for the first time into going into Monterey, Mexico. And then there's, uh, you know, now Spurs CEO, R.C. Buford, uh, you know, a few, I think about a couple of years ago, he did a chat. Uh, I, I forget who it was with, but where he openly says they are looking to expand the Spurs uh, market into Austin and Mexico. So this should not be too much of a surprise for those who've been reading the tea leaves and seeing these little interviews that R.C. Buford does, you know, from time to time. So this seems to be on their trajectory. Again, though, with the expanding of the market comes more money. Yes, that maybe keeps San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. But again, these these guys, these people that are investing, Casey, they are business people. And if they want to move the franchise, they can do that. I really think it becomes how competitive it is to get out, yeah. you know, the urgency to get out to Vegas when it comes to the Vegas thing, though, because... I mean, Austin, I, my, my big thing with the Austin move is this. Where would you, for, for those familiar with the Central Texas area and the route from 35, from that hour and a half stretch from San Antonio to Austin, hour, hour and a half, whatever you want to call it, where can you build a stadium, like practically, logistically, doesn't mm-hmm. just doesn't get any of these you know any real hiccups in between with some of these major cities in here mm-hmm. or relatively cities as it pertains to not not major but but cities along the way it's like where are you going to put it yeah. you know what i mean you're going to put you're going to put it in san marcus and yeah. i mean yeah it's san I mean, marcus that's gonna be, yeah Right. Yeah, you're going to put it in San Marcos. That's equidistant hour away. That's easier said than done. That has to go through the whole city itself. Yeah. And San Marcos right now is not in the most ideal situations to do that. I I don't yeah. I don't see anything along the way that makes sense here for them to build on that front. So I I think what happens here is I don't think they move to Austin. Because Austin, the same thought process. I don't know where they're going to move either, unless they go further north, further north to Round Rock, which is expanding. And I guess there's a little bit more space to to work with out there. But again, it's not that it's not that hustle bustle, you know, lively, you know, right. action of a city. San Antonio still right. provides that. I don't know. Maybe Austin yeah. provides that more. Well, it's, it's, yeah, you know, yeah, but, yeah. But but that's the thing, though. I mean, I mean we were just saying how there's nothing going on outside of outside the AT&T center where they're relocated. Yeah. With the exception of a big outlet mall, there's nothing in San Marcos. There's nothing outside of that. So what's the purpose of building an arena in between? If that's kind of what you're, you're going for, if you're going Mm -hmm. a little bit further up, say you want to put an arena a little bit closer to the rim where that new practice facility is. And then there's at least some form of life. That's in the general punch. Yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I think that makes more sense. And probably in all likelihood, it's going to be the most realistic scenario here with this. Uh, But in the meantime, I don't, I don't see how anything makes sense in building like as a, as 
right smack in the middle between the two places. I don't think it works. But that's just me. That's just me, though. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. You know, ideally, if you know, all stars align, you know, downtown San Antonio. But even then, downtown San Antonio is so crowded right now. It's just right. so crowded, you know. Um, and again, like, where do you, and, 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 but where do you put that, though, you know? Yeah. Like, do you put yeah. it, do you put it, try to work over near the, the convention center? And do you dig into yeah. that a little bit? Like, I, I don't, I don't know how you make that work. You start kicking people out over in that South Town area. Oh no! Yeah, the, you, the, the Spurs are being for a fight for that. Uh huh. I listen, yeah. man. I used to live in that area, so I, I mean that area. They they just they're continuing to build regularly, and the span we've been out of there for about mm-hmm. a few a few years now, and and just in those few years, I mean they've put up uh, probably three notable big apartment complexes. Just thinking off the top of my head, so that's going to be a fight. Yeah, uh, and I, and and think about it, it too is that. You know, you look back at when the AT&T Center, or then it was called this SBC Center. Um, right. Wasn't it supposed to create development on the east side of San Antonio, that area? And that never oh, happened. Yeah. I remember yeah. that was the big promise to the people in that community. That we're going to bring in malls and theaters and, and shopping centers. And that never happened. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, for the, again, for those of you who have never been to a San Antonio Spurs home game, it's on the east side of San Antonio. It's as Casey mentioned, and he's not kidding. It's in the middle of nowhere. And when you leave the grounds, it's you go to, from you go to residential. It's just all residential. Traffic is a mess. And it's pretty much one. It's pretty much one road to get in and out of the place. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. when you're leaving, uh, you you can't go out like the most convenient way for you. If you want to take a left, no, you're forced to go right. If you want to take a right, no, you're forced to go left. I mean, it's such a mess. But, hey, you know, I think the arena definitely is going to get some upgrades. I think it needs it. You're starting to see a little by little of that, you know, the new new lighting and whatnot. But it's something to think about, though, Spurs fans, as you see more and more teams, you know, up at the ante as far as, you know, bringing the state of the art arenas and, you know, are are these guys, these investors making money? You know, that's just something to think about. Not saying the Spurs are going to move, not saying that's even in the cards right now. But you're starting to see more and more uh, big name companies come in and buy into sport franchises, not just NBA and the Spurs. NFL sees it, MLB sees it, NHL see it. That's just where these teams are going now. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I think um, I think hopefully you know um, 
you know, this doesn't mean anything. The Spurs stay in San Antonio. I don't want to see them leave, but that's just a reality of what the, the corporate is. The corporate world is nowadays, um, Casey, that's the, mm-hmm. they want to see a return. Mm-hmm. And but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't, I can't blame them. That's business as a whole, you know, <laughs> that is that's just is. business. All right. Uh, we're talking with Casey Vieira on this episode of locked on Spurs. And uh, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Check out the Baller Brief. Maybe he might have a Baller Brief episode about the Spurs seeing more global partnerships uh, coming into the fold in San Antonio. So definitely subscribe to I won't. I I appreciate the plug, but I won't because I don't know enough about money and that stuff. So I would get roasted for it. I'd post a five-minute video and they'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'd have nothing to prove them otherwise. But yes, I the plug. We we have other stuff. Don't worry. Like jerseys. Like jer- what what is in Casey's closet when it comes to jerseys? Mm-hmm. So go check that out. Hey, the Spurs and Grizzlies uh, will be playing tonight at the AT and T Center. Does it get easy for the Spurs? They played like as the Rockets last night. They got a back to back now against the um, a very good Memphis team. It begins and ends with John Morant, doesn't it? For the Spurs, you know, slowing that guy down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's preview it's done. I was, I was yeah, I I was thinking about it when when um you kind of gave me the rundown of what we were talking about today. Is John Morant right now the most must-see player in basketball? Hmm. Um right? just off the top of my head, let me think of other names I can think of in uh LaMelo Ball. Probably, LaMelo Ball. Yeah. Uh um, John Morant for sure. Pro- uh, curry. curry yeah curry uh steph curry i throw him in there um who else and i'm gonna get your thought on this demar Derozan. did you throw him in there i mean he's been balling no, out no nah, he plays boring though i mean he plays he's good he's having a real right. good year but it's in the mid-range uh, not but, the best uh, player the, not what about let me not the best player but the most entertaining i guess okay entertaining then See, I was, yeah. see, before you said that, I was going to throw in the Joker, but because he can be he can be fun to watch. I mean, if you're seeing a seven foot, three hundred pound dude just do what he does, that's entertaining to me. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's entertaining to me. Just saying. Uh, I would put um, Ant on that list. Okay. Ant. Yeah. Ant, yeah. I mean, yeah. He he's 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 really really good. Really coming into his own now in his sophomore season. Yeah. From Minnesota. Um. I mean, who else? KD, Kyrie, that bunch. Yeah, that bunch. Yeah. I mean, the um, only place, kind of ironic. The only place you can see Kyrie play is uh, on his road show, anyways. So, yeah, ask the Spurs what happened the last time he was able to play. Um, uh, yeah. I put uh, Luka Doncic in that list too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. I mean, he's in, he's in the conversation. He's he's in the mix. Yeah, he's in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. He's in um, the conversation. But yeah, you know, you know, for the Spurs, yeah, it begins just trying to slow that. That, that that guy down and it's going to be a chore head into tonight's game moran is averaging 25 points per game six rebounds 6.9 assists i was a little surprised by that you know he averages close to seven six point nine um dimes a game and uh, shooting about 48 percent and 35 percent from the three line in 32 minutes uh but not you know it's not just Morant. the spurs got to worry about you got jaron jackson jr you got brendan clark you got um you know, if I mean Bain, who would think Bain guy with second round pick 
is emerging. He's a really yeah. good player for, for the Grizzlies, averaging 17.7 points per game. And um, so the Spurs definitely have their hands full tonight. Head into the game. Sp- uh, the Grizzlies are 32 and 17, third in the West. Head into the season, would you have guessed the, the Grizzlies would have been third in the West and boasting this record? Nah, definitely I not. I wouldn't have. No. Definitely I wouldn't not. have. No. No, without a doubt. They're probably the most surprising team in the league, I think. Them in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Right? Probably yeah. them too. Mm-hmm. You look at the um, the Grizzlies now on the road. They won 15 out of 23 games on the road. Uh, so, the, you know, they're they're definitely a good road team as well. This, uh, You know, just for the month of January, you know, the uh, Grizzlies are averaging their highest points per game as a team, 113 points per game. Uh, rebounding one of their uh, well, the best rebounding months for their uh, team at fifty. I'm sorry, yeah, at fifty-one rebounds a game. Uh, for the Spurs, though, you look at them and look, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get out of the San Antonio team. You don't. Are you going to get the ones that took down Utah in their gym? Are you going to get the one that laid an egg versus the Houston Rockets? Okay, fine. Maybe the Spurs were heavily depleted for that game. Fine, but there's other games on the season, Casey, that this Spurs team had no business losing. It's just so weird. You ask me who's going to win tonight, Spurs or Grizzlies. I'll be tell me what Spurs team is coming on the court. Now they are fully healthy, you know, barring any injuries from last night's game versus Houston. You know, everybody's seemingly back. Zach Collins is still doing his thing in Austin. You know, they're like the rookies, a Primo and and Wieskamp are out there as well. But the Spurs are finally healthy. Does that change your outlook for tonight's game? Not really. Not really. My thing is, I, I feel like watching them and how things have really kind of spiraled out over the past month from going, what were, what were they around Christmas time, like three games under 500 to now mm-hmm. being 12 or 17 and 30 at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think right now, I know you asked me something, but I'm going to blow right by it and pose more juicier back to you. Do you think this team spirit's broken? I'm going to say no. I think it, I don't think it's broken. I think it's just bruised. I think Mm -hmm. they understand that the season is what it is. It's a rebuilding season. How many times does Popovich hammer that in pre and post game chats? I mean, he hammers it left and right. He says, we're rebuilding. We're learning. We're we're getting better. We're developing. You hear the players echo that as well. Uh, right. The closest, the closest you got to that type of feeling where this team spirit was broken, I think, is when they had that crazy losing streak, and um, yeah, you know, they were in it. They were in games. They just couldn't get it together. And I think it was Jakob Pertl who said that everybody was a mess in the locker room. At one point, I mean, he just let it out there. <laughs> he said, like, you right. know, the locker room is pretty bad right now. That was the close right. I thought to they got their spirits broken. But I think what keeps their spirits a little high is the fact that they're in games for the most part. They're competing for the most part. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you look at the, look at that recent game versus Brooklyn in Brooklyn. You know, they took them to overtime. And I think those right. little milestones keep their spirits up. But my question to you, and I already asked you this ahead, ahead of the uh, recording before we hit the old record button here, is right. – are the Spurs at the point of their season where they really have to think about what's going on with this season? What I mean by that is where are we going with this season? You know, if you're popular with the coach staff, the players, you're like, what are we doing here? 
Are we going to go full rebuild and, you know, come on down Wieskamp and Primo and Kaycock and let's throw out some wacky rotations just to get these guys going or push for that play-in game, possible playoff spot, you know, as Derek White said recently, when he came back uh, from being out for a while, he said, oh, we're trying to get back in it, it being the play-in game. It just feels like we're getting to that point of the season, Casey, where they got to value wins versus rebuild slash NBA draft slash ping pong balls. Well, see, the thing is right now, that bottom, I guess, tier, that 10th spot, Portland Trailblazers have been so bad this year, and they're they're still banged up that the Spurs, there's chance they could back into it if they just play close to 500 and just Portland yeah. stand it. And they're six games under 500 with the spots. Spurs still three and a half out right now of of this recording, three and a half games out right now. So they can do both, but I I think right now it's it's. I don't want to say go full on on tank because it's beaten into the ground and it's easier said than done and it doesn't always work. But if there are presentable things on the table that can make you better, that can really better this team in the future, because they have guys, they have guys. The whole thing we talked about with this team is that they have a bunch of really good seven top seven rotational players, but nobody really to build around. I mean, mm-hmm. Murray, of course, taking a step but largely that's the team right i mean we're a couple weeks away from the deadline there are plenty of teams right now who are looking for top seven rotational guys the spurs have a whole bunch of them they have a whole bunch of them whether it be Keldon, Derek white's going to be the big one in all likelihood whether it be Jakob, mm-hmm. to not do something here to not not think a little bit fast forward and and make a move off of what you have in the cupboard because you're not really going anywhere. I I think it's silly not to do it. It's silly not to do it because a lot of these guys that you do have, by the time you are relevant again, they could bounce anyways in free agency. It's going to be a three, four year process. I think everybody, you have to put everybody on the table right now, with the exception of of DeJounte Murray, unless you get somebody coming through and just blowing your doors (laughs) off with, with a deal, which, Hey, you know what, you know what? I don't think it will, but it could happen. Mm -hmm. It could happen. If a team is right there, right there in the conversation, and they're like, you know, we're going to go all in here. We're just going to trade multiple picks, get young players, all those things that you're hearing about, because we think we have a puncher's chance of doing it. You never know. You never know. Outside of the obvious one is that Stad Young, either it's via trade or buyout. Yeah, So you can put him... Yeah, yeah, he he's gone. Uh, but barring that, you know, you look at a guy like Lonnie. Mm-hmm. He is a restricted free agent. He's going to be one. Uh, the mm-hmm. Spurs can possibly see him walk away for nothing. Just some team mm-hmm. says, "Okay, we're going to offer you some money, Spurs. You 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 in? Nah, we're good. Why not cash in and try to flip them now? If I, if that's the direction they're going to go, I yeah. agree with you entirely." And in all likelihood, I think I think they're probably going to move on from him anyway in the offseason. Yeah. You got a, you got, I, 40, you got forty guards on your team. He doesn't. He's yeah. not making the team particularly better in any capacity. I think Did you see his slump recently? Ahead. How bad it was ahead of that game versus um, uh, the last game they played. Uh, I forget who it was. Uh, you have the numbers always put it in perspective. I, I mean, I have the eye test, but what are the numbers? I know you always have them. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, again, ahead of that game versus uh, Philadelphia, he was in a pretty bad slump uh, offensively and a little bit defensively, you know, although you may say like, hey, you know, it was fine. Uh, Look at Lonnie's here. Uh, Look at his game log. He had 14 points versus Philadelphia in that loss, but versus Brooklyn, we're going backwards now. Uh, Five points, 18 minutes. Does it get through the free throw line one time? Um, one steal, two assists, one rebound. Again, good for Oklahoma City in a win. 24 minutes, three points, three rebounds. Gets at the free throw line twice, misses all his three-point shots. Uh, has a block, didn't turn the ball over, so that's good, I guess. So, But then you go against that loss against Phoenix, about 19 minutes, four points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks. Misses his one three point shot, uh, makes goes one for six from the field. So again, he had himself a bad slump. This is Lonnie, you know, this is what he's been. And I think expectations are high on him because he was such a high draft pick, all things considered. Was he like 15 overall? Something like that. Lonnie? Yeah, Lonnie. I think it was yeah, like he was closer to the back end. Yeah. So there's higher expectations on him to produce, but again, that's you know, something that I think the Spurs are going to be looking at as the season goes. But yeah, I, I say like, Hey, if, if you're, if you're the Spurs, you're kind of already said and like, yeah, you know, I think we're going to move on uh, and let Lonnie go somewhere else. Then try not try to work something out now. You know, mm-hmm. what does he, what does he net you? Does he get you a late first rounder, early second rounder? How, what do you think he gets you right now on the market? Oh, uh, seconds or, Second. Yeah, or you send them to a team that's kind of in a similar spot with their player, and they don't know if they're uh, someone who's a younger player who they're not necessarily sure they're going to bring back on their rookie deal, who's mm-hmm. kind of just caught in a log jam and, you know, media, I don't want to say mediocre, but largely that's kind of been the story. Lonnie Walker here is, is average at best. If yep. you could find another shooter who has another young player like that and just kind of do a head-for-head swap, one-for-one. I, I see that too, but I really, unless he's part of a bigger package sent somewhere, even up, I think that's probably what you're looking at for him. Yeah. Circle back to this segment, and that is Spurs-Grizzlies tonight. The Spurs uh, are down 0-1 in the regular season series uh, to Memphis. They lost um, earlier this season 118-105. And the Spurs are actually on a three-game losing streak versus the Grizzlies. And all three losses have come at home. So Spurs have not fared well versus the Grizzlies in San Antonio. Look at some numbers here. Offensively, they're pretty neck and neck. Spurs average about 110. Grizzlies average about 111. However, defensively, that's where Memphis has a slight edge on them. Um, they hold teams to about 108 points per game while the Spurs rank 23rd in the league in um, opponent point per games at 111. Uh, make him, I mean, it's going to probably come down to star power. And if, that's jo- if it's a close game, expect John Morant to be John Morant, Casey. Mm-hmm. And at, up to this point in the year, he's been uh, pretty much John Morant, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Now, where the Spurs could take advantage of Grizzlies, uh, the Grizzlies is the turnovers. The Grizzlies do cough the ball up a lot more than San Antonio does, about 14 a game. Uh, Spurs are really good at that. It's one of the bright spots this season. They rank sixth, sixth in uh, you know 
turnovers per game at about 11. So again, good on that for the Spurs. Um, you know, the, the Grizzlies, they're, they're young, they're up and coming. Do you think their time is now, Casey, or do you think it, they're still about a year away from being a real viable threat in the NBA, let alone the Western Conference? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I can see them being put in a a good scare in a first round opponent, like a really good I mean, scare in them. Yeah. I mean, they're the three seed in the West right now. Yeah, and you think about everybody who's behind them, like Denver has can't stay. They, I mean, they can't stay healthy, and they've been inconsistent. And and Joker doesn't have much help. Utah's been banged up. Dallas, I mean. The story of their lives is what they can get out of Porzingis. And for the most part, Porzingis has actually been pretty good this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lakers stink. The Timberwolves are on the come up, but I still think Memphis is bigger than them or better than them, I should say. So really when it, I, I think, I think Memphis is kind of in a spot where it's, they're not good enough to hang around and beat the Warriors or beat the Suns in a seven game series. Mm-hmm. but I think they can be anyone else mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. I think they're, they're about a year away. I think next year yeah. you really see them like really be like, we are here and we're going to make some loud noises, you know, in, in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, you give uh, that tree, that, 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 that core another season together, the current one, uh, maybe tweak a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I think they, I think they don't really have to do much this off season. Uh, right. And I think they'll be fine. Uh for the Spurs, they are four and five on the season on the second game of a back to back. So uh, Spurs play a little better um in that second game. Again, it'll be at home. One of the last few games in San Antonio before they go on that rodeo road trip, which is gonna be daunting. I think they have the you know, Chicago Bulls uh, uh before they leave, so that'll be uh nice moment for the Spurs. Welcome back to Marta Rosen, who's been playing out of his mind this year for Chicago. And so, yeah, Spurs, they got their hands full tonight versus the Memphis Grizzlies, so hopefully they'll get that W tonight. We're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs bringing in uh, some more uh, owners? The same minority owners, in this case uh, Airbnb and, you know, Michael Dale. What do you think about the direction the franchise is going? Are you worried about the Vegas smoke? Or you, yeah, you know, nothing much to do. Just a business move on the Spurs part. And what do you think about tonight's Spurs-Grizzlies game? Uh, The Baller Brief, uh, check it out on YouTube. And follow Casey at Casey underscore Vieira. Do it now. By the way, uh, I was able to speak to uh, Zach Collins and uh, Doug McDermott recently. And Zach Collins told me that he's willing to give fashion advice to the Spurs, Casey. And then I asked uh-huh. McDermott, "Are you gonna are you gonna take up on that offer from your teammate there?" He says, right. "Maybe," but he goes, "We have differing taste in clothes." And I bring it up because have you seen Collins on that bench when he's in San Antonio? Guys, I, I was going to say he's a well-dressed guy, but I know he's a flannel enthusiast because I feel like <laughs> every other game he's got a different flannel on, right? I mean, I, I went to uh, the Spurs uh, social media sites and, you know, where they, you know, show the players coming in pregame. I'm like, Zach Collins has been like this. So I go back to his Portland days and sure enough, man, this guy is, he knows how to dress. 
Dapper he was undressed. Yeah. Dapper dude. When you spend a lot of time on the bench injured, I mean, you got to take advantage of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is the second best good uh, best dresser for the Spurs? I, I have Lonnie up there. Uh, yeah, Rudy Gay was up there before he left. Yep. Rudy Gay. I mean, Rudy Gay. He, he was. He came to play every night. Oh, he did. He did. He you're into you're into oh, fashion, yeah. right? Like you're into men's clothes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, fr- I figured you would appreciate that little thing there. We we oh, we're definitely could tell Tim Duncan would come in dead last in this category. Yes, one of the few things uh, Tim was not superior in. I still cannot get over the fact that he showed up to his MVP award presentation in shorts and sandals, with mm-hmm. the shirt tucked out, and didn't give a care in the world that he looked like that. De- denim, no less. In denim, yeah, he was working. He was rocking denim shorts. Past his kneecaps, sitting on a stool with uh, then NBA Commissioner Adam, uh, I mean, sorry, uh, David Stern. And I'm there like, Timmy, come on, Timmy. He's gotten better over the years. I tell you what, man, early to mid 2000s, that was a very strange time in men's fashion. Very strange time in men's fashion. Are there any pictures of that, uh, like that, uh, like that of you in wearing some strange fashion? Thank God Facebook wasn't around then. That's all I'll say. I know, right? There you go. Follow Casey <laughs> again on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Also, too, because, you know, some good things are ca- happening uh, Casey's way. Uh, make sure to really, really follow him on Twitter. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I know we're not going to talk about it, but. Uh, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you, Casey. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Not Thank a problem. You. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. We thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Spurs got the Grizzlies tonight, so check out Lockdown Grizzlies. See what they have to say about tonight's clash in San Antonio. So for Casey Vieira, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>